0: This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode 32 of Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. She's back, back, back in person in the studio. Ellie, how was your trip?
1: It was good. It was 80 degrees and humid and I loved it.
0: And it was um, New Orleans.
1: New Orleans. Nola. Nola.
0: Nola. Nola. You ever been there?
1: Not I think I went when I was very little but I'm not This is the first time with um as an adult.
0: Um uh, did did you do adult things there? Was it fun? It was fun. Okay. That that's it. That's <laughs> next topic. No. Um I've never been there but you like humidity?
1: I don't I no, I usually don't like humidity. I, I like dry heat, but there's something about the air there like we walk, walking out. I mean, you're instantly sticky cuz it's so humid, but there's something ugh. Ugh. There's something very nice. It's just very nice there. Two
0: things I I dislike: humidity and cats. And guess what? I had to do at a showing today. <laughs> we were going to talk about pet peeves. Is this just a pet peeve? Want to just make it a pet peeve episode? Yeah, I'm down with that. No, that could be a longer pet peeve episode. you <laughs> uh, so, ran
1: about cats for hours. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, first one pet peeve: I go to a house. They give me all this directions. So this is my pet peeve of real estate: is I am not, I'm not a pet watcher. Is that the word? Pet sitter. Pet sitter. Like if you are selling your property and you have a cat or you have a dog or you have any kind of animal at home, please do not give me directions and end it with do not let the cat out because if the cat gets out, which the cat got out today, I shouldn't be liable because you couldn't find a more suitable setting for your cat during the showing. This is what happened. They said they don't let the cat out. Well, come to find out there's two cats. <laughs> come to find out the lockbox didn't close when I shut the door. So the darn cat at one point jumped up. He jumped on the counter, jumped down and knocked the door open, then jumped through the ripped screen door in the other door because the cat already Escape ripped, artist. Jumped out and went out. Now, luckily he didn't run away, but I had to do one of the most where nightmares are made. <laughs> I had to pick the cat up and put it back inside. And this is you what I did. poor thing. I picked the cat up. I put it back inside, shut the door, cursed at the cat, did not touch anything because I'm allergic to cats. Went back into my car, put hand sanitizer on. Does it, that work on dandruff? I don't know. It was much better than just not doing it. So <laughs> I, I, I don't like cats, and
1: they're notoriously dirty animals. And
0: what did the cat do the entire time? Knows I'm allergic to it, so just kept rolling and rubbing its back on it me. It thinks everything you else. like
1: it because you're ignoring it. That's cat signal for come love me. You don't know cats anything. are pricks.
0: <laughs> so. That was it, but sorry, keep going about your trip. So humidity and cats don't like. But there were. I don't. <laughs> you said it was humid out, and I said I hated that, and I, I hated cats. There were any here.
1: cats? I saw one cat, and I thought it was dead, but it wasn't. <laughs> darn <laughs> all nice, right nice story. it was just relaxing in the sun so
0: what was your favorite part about the the trip the music okay did um, you get to go out and like hang out yeah and stuff? we
1: uh luckily this is the first trip i've gone to where someone i knew from a previous training was going to it too so i had a friend there so we went out every night like not out but like just wandered and like had checked out all the stores and, and had and, dinner and like there was always so much music All of it was phenomenal. Even, like, there was the craziest thing I saw, and I tried to get a picture of it, but um, someone stepped in front of me, and I felt weird, like, trying to retake it, but there was an eight-year-old and what must have been a two- or three-year-old, like, still in diapers, very little, with drumsticks, banging on, uh, like, a 10-gallon buckets, and it sounded incredible. Like, it just very, very talented kids in the street just playing drums, or, like, there were kids with smash cans under their shoes doing tap it was just such an artistic place
0: and the food was good
1: the food was very good but as a someone who can't eat dairy or gluten it was very hard to find can stuff you eat jambalaya i can't eat most soups because they put gluten as a thickness
0: jambalaya is on a soup it's like a rice mixture it's very good
1: I'm thinking of gumbo. I didn't have gumbo. Gumbo I think has that. Gumbo is very soupy. I had a lot of catfish and it was, oh, I had, I also tried c- oysters for the first time and I liked them.
0: Oysters are delicious. I was
1: surprised. I thought I they look like tongues. They look just like tongues. They're
0: they're gross. They're, they're, they're like a, yeah. But they're, they're delicious. Yeah. They're, I want more. They're good. Um, what was the other one? Oh, catfish. Catfish is like a gamey kind of fish. It's like a, bo- isn't it like a bottom feeder and it's kind of like a darker, like kind of has like a distinct taste to it.
1: It did have a very distinct taste to it. It wasn't fishy.
0: No. Um, no, it's more like it's more like maybe it's I'm like totally if, wrong. If I thought venison was, more,
1: was a fish. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was yeah. more like
0: a game, like a gamey fish. It Had like a more like a wild taste to it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. It, good, that's good it was very good.
1: It was super like. I admit, it might have just been the place we got it because we went back there twice because I really liked the catfish, but it was so tender that it just like crumbled. All Were over you going to say place. moist?
0: No, it wasn't moist. Okay.
1: <laughs> you just wanted to say tender. moist. I didn't. I didn't want you to say it. <laughs> um but yeah it was a good trip I didn't get much done though
0: all right and and Ellie what what was our big you're you're doing very well at this and this is a new thing for you but what's your new position on what board
1: oh I'm from last night oh <laughs> <laughs> um I I'm on the ADKIP board I don't have a position though I'm just board member oh
0: well you're on the board but, I'm a non-position but how many people member. would you sign up last night
1: Four, but it would have been six, but we didn't have our card reader, so I'm. That's good six. though for one night. Very, very good. I
0: think if the membership on that can, I think the goal, what is it right now? Members thirty something. I honestly that number should know. double by the end of the year. I
1: think so. We we have gotten a lot of traction, and the last few events have been amazing. Yeah, last Just night was so much fun. fun. Very yeah. fun.
0: Shout out to iris's doing yeah. it up yeah shout out to dalen being the bartender giving me some java teenies which are very good
1: what is that coffee teeny basically it's
0: basically like kahlua martini it's phenomenal but there's like a coffee it's like caffeine and Kaluas and whatever so it's probably a little bit of like espresso in there hmm. very nice sounds good so if anybody can go get those um forgot my card
1: oh yeah because he takes them
0: mm-hmm. I, I opened almost it did too yeah forgot my card um text meg meg picked my card up and then she also texts me this morning to Snapchat and says, wait till you see your bank statement. But is that a creepily after another text? She goes, oh, yeah, wait till you see your your statement. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> she probably got dinner. Got dinner. <laughs> probably, oh, I know she did. She went got Chipotle. That's what she did. Loser. All right. Um, so the other thing, my other pet peeve, this happened to me. This happened to me. Actually, I'll, I'll shout out one person. So I went to a listing appointment the other day. And the lady we went, she was very nice. She said, Listen, I'm, I'm meeting with another agent. And I said, Cool, whatever. And I'm, I'm whatever. People can meet with multiple agents. That's fine. Meaning, yeah. like, decide who they want to list house around, like. basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so come to find out, she calls me up. And I respect this lady tremendously. She calls up and says, Galen, she goes, Thank you for coming out. I met also with the other lady, and I'm going to go with her. And I said, Thank you very much, because the amount of people that do not contact me, or they just which is going into my pet peeve so ghosting they yes so she called me literally I'm a big boy you can call me up and say that you do not want to use me that is totally fine I prefer that you do it and what did I say to her I said thank you very much I appreciate you letting me know and I hope your home sells she has a gorgeous home it will sell but I I have literally nothing wrong with that like I went in talk if she has a better vibe from somebody I'm totally cool with that you will never make me upset by rejecting me at all but I do get pissed off when people, I had somebody also last week say we were gonna list with you, then they text me or emailed or whatever, and said, hey listen, we have to cancel the appointment. They're having second thoughts on the listing, or they don't wanna sell anymore. I said, totally fine, not a big yeah, deal, let me happens. know if things change. A week later, they listed with another agent. So my thing is, don't lie to me and say, they're thinking that de- changing, and then you go with another agent. I've had other people too that have worked and i'm following up with them all of a sudden i see they come through the mls buying a home with another agent pick up your phone and call me or text me or whatever and say listen galen i'm working with somebody different i don't want to use you whatever it saves me time and i at the end of the day
1: and you bug them less because you're not going to be following well up. it's the
0: same thing like i will not contact you about this ever again if you just tell me that you're using somebody different but in that but if you don't i'm under the assumption that i i'm still in the point where you still want me to contact you so just like be the bigger person, be being a bigger don't even be a bigger person. Like just be an adult and just say, Hey, listen, I've done that with people plenty of times. If I'm not gonna use them, be like, Hey listen, I'm gonna use somebody else. It is what it is, you know, for whatever reason. Tell them the reasoning. It's not like if you're in business, you gotta be able to face rejection. Absolutely. I face rejection for this is nine years worth of it. I'm fine. Like you it's very tough to get under my skin. Like it really is not. Like little stuff like this does though, because I'm like you li- cried himself like, to sleep all night i'm like i yeah yes i definitely did no to be honest i, I got over it about two seconds later because <laughs> i had other stuff to worry about but it's, it's the idea that like just be courteous and say you're using somebody else and i've had people do that which is great i had a girl earlier this year same exact scenario where it was me another agent she went with the other agent totally fine and guess what she did she called or she whatever called her text but it was like Within an appropriate time frame, and she was honest and said, "This is the reason." I said, "Totally fine." It saves I, you time. I could care less. I hope it sells. Like it does not. I am not going to cry myself to sleep. I'm I'm fine. It just allows me to cl- clean up my notes and people that now I can focus on other people. So yeah. that is my pet peeve. So anybody listening to this, if you were ever in anything, that's not just real estate. This could be this insurance. This in could be yes. If you're using somebody and don't want to use them, don't ghost them. Don't because guess what? When when you buy a home. Guess what happens? It becomes public knowledge, and I can see that you bought a home, and I can see who you bought the home with. So, you're better off just saying from the start that you just you're going that route, because then it just makes things less awkward. And, and yeah, just, I, it I doesn't will, matter. It's business. It yeah, it's yeah. Fine. And like I said, I, I am totally fine. It just saves me more time. And the worst thing is, I see you come through and you haven't said. And you know, if you come through and you like told me about it, cool. Like I'm happy you bought or sold the home, but. It, like the, the lying aspect where you're like legitimately lying and then you list the home and I, you know I'm going to see that. Like so now like I don't know. I, that's just like a pet peeve of mine. Like just be a grown-up and just let someone know that you're not going to use them. It, it Trust me, it will help them out. Second topic, getting the deal done. So this is um, one of the things we've had – this mostly comes down to – when people always talk about real estate and commission and you know, can you drop your fees and everything else or how much, how much is it worth? So one thing when I always talk about the commission aspect of it, of any deal, is there's not a standard, like I'm going on the record, there's not a standard commission. Legally, we cannot say there's a standard commission. Um, if you were to go look at majority of the homes around here, a lot of them are listed at 6%. Again... It's not a standard, but majority of the homes are listed around that price. So you always have people, well, how much do you charge? I fully believe we're worth every penny about what we do. Um, I think at times I should be upping the amount that we charge. But what happens is most people look at real estate and say, well, how come you don't drop your commission? I've heard different lingos and, or ways people say, if anybody ever wants to drop their commission, I have, it's fine. It's, neg- it. it's negotiable. Yeah. I always drop it on the cobroke side. So if you want to drop the commission, say five percent, four percent, whatever, that's fine. I'm going to pay out one percent, two percent. Guess what? Agents don't do. Agents shouldn't be doing this, but they do it. Is they will not show your property if you're listed at less than probably two and a half or three percent. I,
1: I have never once looked to see what the list. What I don't, the, but you'd be. Is. I don't, but you'd
0: be surprised. I know for a fact there's agents that do that not is, show property because the that is too bad. Yes, but really working for their client's best interest, but. Yeah um no i really think that there's the value to it and i think you got to look at everything that's put in i think if you have someone that's knowledgeable and and knows how to negotiate knows the market knows everything they're worth every penny um because there's a lot of stuff just because you own a home does not mean you know how to sell a home i don't know how to do my taxes i don't know how to fix my plumbing i don't know how to fix my electric i could learn how to do all that is it going to be done as quickly as efficiently as with the least amount of headache no so i pay the professional Mm -hmm. there's like there's a reason why if I have an injury or something I'm going to go see a doctor. I'm not just going to like self-medicate Get your med myself. <laughs> yeah. So I just find it that I believe that we're worth it, what we're paid. So I always use that. Now there's certain point meaning like you know in regards to people asking about it. I mean, I will drop my commission if it's if I think that it's worthy of doing that, but most of the time it's not. Like I'm I'm good. Like um I did have a scenario this year where we're kind of working through it right now, but there was reasons why I may have dropped commission on my end. Not not to call broke on my end, because at the end of the day I know the situation with the person. I'm trying to, you know, help them out, but from a position of I just know these people real well and the situation is not causing them not to want to pay full price. They just really can't. And yeah. so I'm in a position that I want to try to help them out. I've also had positions where we've had to put money into a deal to make it close. I had one earlier in the year was not our mistake. Um, I Like I said, I like to take accountability on everything. But at the end of the day, there's things that you have to do to get stuff done. And, you know, we, other people, I don't think we're stepping up in certain spots. And we ended up, you know, put putting money back in the deal to actually close the deal to make sure that the buyer, um, and actually it had to do with the seller. It was a weird scenario with the seller. Um, they weren't being super cooperative. And we had to put money back into the deal to make sure that the people buying their home this young kids buying their first home we didn't want them not to get their first home because and it easily could have, like we literally could have been the deal could have died right there yeah so at the end of the day we I think I lost almost half of what I was gonna make on the deal but one of the things my dad always told me when I got in the business was you can never go broke making a profit meaning if you're making money on a deal then you're making money on the deal and like obviously I'm not gonna do that for every deal but this was something
1: you're helping someone out yeah
0: like my client screwed something up on their end like you they have to take accountability on stuff but this is stuff out of these kids control that should not have affected them getting a house or not because they did everything they should have done so that happened i had another deal um a couple weeks ago i ended up having again stuff i don't believe was our issue uh, but at the end of the day you know like i said i don't like to point fingers at people so i ended up paying. I paid, I think, four nights of a hotel room for a client because shit hit the fan. That was not their fault or their issue. Um, so there's times, like you said, you gotta, you gotta, to, you gotta, sometimes not come come out on the full end of the spectrum with commission and stuff like that. There's times that you know, you may have to, like I said, put money in the deal to make sure that it does close to make sure that you help a client out and stuff. And and it's just one where you got to really look at it. If it's not anything that your client did wrong and something's just happening that's out of their control that would stop them from getting the home or something, that's when I step in. If it's something stupid my client did, then like, no, I'm not gonna, yeah. like you can pay for that because that's on you, 100% yeah. on you. But there's times that it's not. And sometimes that it falls on other people not stepping up or not being, you know,
1: And sometimes it's just bad luck or bad timing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always, I think the problem with real estate is there's so many moving parts. And when people try to outdo somebody, it's like everybody's working towards this same exact goal. Mm -hmm. And if everybody just knew that we're all working towards the same goal and let's help each other get there, this should not be a hard industry. What happens is now people all of a sudden want to nickel and dime the other person or want to get a deal or want to get more out of another side and it's like you guys are missing the point like we're all trying to kind of come to a like a, a mutual you know end of the road you know target and it works way better when everybody's rowing in the same direction instead mm-hmm. when people are bitching and complaining about different things and then what happens it goes off the tracks and then the, people start blaming other people and not taking accountability and then it ends up being this total nightmare situation which you know like i said happens i'd say once a year usually get a big kind of shit storm but most of them are pretty good. Yeah. Every deal usually has some type of of hurdle to get across, but it's not anything like super crazy. I think but the
1: only easy one that I've I've had out of my
0: <laughs> You've been five really to- tested. i five total now. I've,
1: I've had the easiest one I had though was my first are you one. You up to 5 now? I, I have Hang on. I don't know, I have to think about it. I think No. Yeah. Well, five. One. One fell through. Okay. So it was. Yeah. So that's fine. Two closed. Two were closing. One fell through. Um, I but Yeah. The first one was easy. Not a single hurdle to jump through. It was just everyone was easy going. Easy. Like. Yeah. That was easy. It was just the best, and it was a a jarring experience to learn with the following ones that that is not normal.
0: (laughs) So what happens though is when you start doing those kind of deals though it makes you better because now you're finding solutions you're finding like it really forces you to be a better agent when you start hitting roadblocks Mm -hmm. because some of the easiest deals they're not challenging i do like them obviously because it's like less stressful but if i look at what i have pending right now i guarantee you there's constantly there's always something there's always a fire to put out there's always some issue or something comes up or you think everything's going smooth then something comes up and drops in your plate, and now you got to find a solution to it. So it makes I, you better, though. Yeah, I find that real uh, realtors are very good problem solvers and very good at thinking on the fly and coming up with with solutions. Um, and and I'll put lenders up there too because we've had some lenders that I've had to do that with, and I did that today with um, a local lender. And um, yeah, so I mean, it happens, but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun when you make stuff happen. So anything else, Ellie?
1: Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna build off of what you said about um, getting the deal done just um, actually when I was in New Orleans I was talking with a couple of other housing professionals and so my other the other aspect of my life is that I'm a housing counselor um, which is typically housing counselors don't look kindly on the sales side of real estate um, because they see they see the people who get burned by it a lot Um, so I was the first night we were getting dinner and, um, one of the, one of the guys who's a really great guy. And even though he denied it is like his passion in life is helping people. Cause he could be making a lot more money than he is. Um, but he said he doesn't understand why anyone would use a real estate agent or they even exist. And it's like, well, you think that because you are a housing professional and you don't, you probably don't need one. You have, you know, all the ins and outs on both sides of the industry. Most people don't. Like we don't exist. I don't see myself as a salesperson. I see myself as some a real estate professional who ex- exists to I help people. A exactly. Yeah. I, I'm here. I'm not here to help you sell your home or, or, or not. I'm not here to sell your home or buy a home for you. I'm here to help you go through that process uh-huh. yourself. I'm yeah. here because you don't know. Um, most people don't know the process of it. They don't know that the, they have to have a good faith deposit up front. They don't know. The little details, how much of that. money out of pocket. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's the little things that, sure, there are people who don't need real estate agents, but most people do because, like you said, with being an electrician or a carpenter, you could learn how to do it all yourself, but you save yourself a lot of stress if you just went to someone who's doing it for a living and knows the ins and outs of it.
0: Yeah. And I think most for sale by owners, too, at the end of the day, they're, they're they still aren't netting the most. I mean, yes, you pay commission and stuff, but like if you're going out and not really understanding and not exposing it to the most amount of people and, um yeah, I mean that like I said, it you're always gonna have it, it's just part of the industry. But yeah. it's you know, and that's why you see people outside trying to sell their car or why, you know, people try to do their own taxes. I just at the end of the day, like I just don't want to get burnt on anything. So I know all my basically everything's gonna be T's are crossed, I's are dotted. Yeah, yeah everything's gonna absolutely. be all taken care of. So yeah. um office quote at oh, that time.
1: Shoot. Yeah, I I'm glad you remembered. I had
0: I had one The problem is I'm like watching it now so then I'm like going through my head which one did I just watch and then try to pick a quote from that because my memory's terrible.
1: Okay, so try and envision this scene and tell me what it's from. He's crazy. He's happy because he's insane.
0: I don't know.
1: It's when Daryl is feeding the squirrel peanuts and Michael's like that squirrel could have rabies and Daryl's like look at him, he's so happy. He's like he's happy because he's insane. (laughs) It's after he hits Meredith with his car. Um, and then he says he saved her because it turns out she had rabies.
0: The, uh, I, I actually can't do it because Daryl, and then I was in the episode where she's with Kelly Kapoor. But We did a Kelly Kapoor one on my solo podcast, Ellie, which I ended. It was a very good pod. I think very good. Whatever. It was decent. But then I ended up doing a Kelly Kapoor, which is kind of a, a weird one. Um, <laughs> so this <laughs> So this was one the other day. And it was when... Andy found out that Angela was sleeping with Dwight. So they get down, and finally he goes out, and he starts talking to Angela. And he goes, have you been sleeping with Dwight? And she goes, "She goes, Andy, I'm, we just ordered the flowers. What I ordered the flowers, if I wasn't going to be married to you, I'm engaged to you. And he goes, no, answer the question. And then finally she does. And at how long has it been going on for? And then she says something. And then he goes, he goes, but... Goes, you've been that long, whatever she goes, yeah, but no funny business. So he goes, missionary? I said no funny business. (laughs) Or what'd she say? Nothing fancy. Nothing fancy. Nothing Nothing fancy. fancy. He's like, missionary, (laughs) nothing fancy. So
1: when he says, Are you sleeping with Dwayne? And she goes, A little bit.
0: And then Deutsch is sitting there smiling. Then he looks at everyone
1: in the office is looking at him, and yeah, that's a good episode. Well, too. don't
0: be surprised. <laughs> um, so that's it. That was butchered verbatim. I mean, that's kind of the general theme of that episode. I got to get better at it. It wasn't even the last one I watched. I'm disappointed. I can't even think of. My memory's so bad. Whatever. I'm gonna stop there. Can't do this. All right. Um, that's episode 32 for Ellie and myself. Uh, that is episode 32. <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks.